So to think uh, this morning about a community as a community of well-being, and Steve was absolutely right, thinking about the challenge for us as a church to be a place in which people come in and they find a community in which there is what uh, the scripture talks about as shalom, peace and goodness and wholeness. It's a fantastic thought in my mind and uh, something that I think is here within us as a community at Camborne Church, a place of welcome. We're not like Ascot where you have to dress up in a certain way to come in to uh, sit in the seats. We're a place in which people are welcomed and a place in which we learn about life together. There's a very famous book by Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was uh, somebody who was killed by the Nazis towards the end of the Second World War and uh, he wrote about what it means to be a community in which life is shared together. And so when we're thinking about well-being, we are thinking about the individual. But Bonhoeffer said, if the only life we have is the life of the individual, and we don't know how to share our lives and to receive from others, we're diminished. On the other hand, of course, if we don't value ourselves as those whom God has made as individuals, we're also diminished. So there's something about who we are, individually and who we are as a community. And this is what uh, Bonhoeffer said, Christian brotherhood and sisterhood, the Christian community, uh, is not an ideal which we must realize. It's rather a reality created by God in Christ in which we must participate. And I find this a very important thought from Bonhoeffer because it is hard It's hard to live together in families. It's hard to live together sometimes even in a church community. It's hard to live together sometimes in the wider community. But as Christians, we don't want that to be something that becomes then a huge burden. How can we do this? How can we try harder? Because what Bonhoeffer is saying, this is a gift. It is something that is there in who God is. God is community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so we are drawn into that community of God who is himself well-being. And so our well-being depends uh, on our uh, drawing closer to God and experiencing, uh, as Alistair said, Jesus in our lives. And the gospel reading, which is the lectionary reading for today, although when we talked about this being well-being Sunday here in Camborne, we didn't actually look up the lectionary, but what a gift that there we have uh, an experience of a woman who had suffered with hemorrhaging uh, for 12 years and came to Jesus uh, in the midst of all her fear and her uncertainty and her rejection by the wider community because that's what she would have experienced and her disappointments. In the midst of all of that, she came to Jesus and she experienced wholeness and healing. Uh, And so it is in Jesus, who is already here, that the community is created, not by us trying to create it by our own efforts. And similarly in the passage in Thessalonians that Fiona read to us, as we think about the many people in our community 
in our church community and in our wider community who are involved in caring. That letter of Paul, and just at the end of the letter, I think is, is so excellent when we read about those who care and those who are serving among you. Uh, Paul says, acknowledge them, encourage them, recognize what they're contributing to the wholeness, to the goodness, to the peace of the community. And that's part of what we're doing today in this service, to celebrate that and to take on board uh, these words that Paul says in this community, urge each other to do this, encourage each other, help each other, be patient with one another. Don't pay back wrong for wrong. It's about a community in which, of course, there are issues that arise, there are problems that arise, but how do we solve them? How do we address them? How do we bring wholeness and healing and reconciliation? This is uh, the Coromila community in Northern Ireland. It's a community of reconciliation. It's been going for many years and uh, I thought this week it would be good to mention this community uh, because uh, we've had something in the news, haven't we, uh, this week. The Queen in Northern Ireland shaking hands with Martin McGuinness. And a lot of people saying, what an important thing that was in terms of reconciliation, in terms of communities coming together. And it was important. But the Coromila community has been working at the grassroots for years and years and years, bringing together people who previously would have never come near to one another. And so it's a great example. Uh, and a friend of mine was there very recently and said, they're still doing this. They did it in the very, very difficult times, bringing together those uh, who had been murderers and those whose families had experienced uh, the death of their family members. And to bring together people like that and to bring wholeness and to bring healing. And there's something there uh, which goes back to the rule of St. Benedict, which we've spoken about before, uh, which is uh, that guests that come should uh, be received like Christ. And that's how the Coromila community works. And it's something for us, isn't it? It's not just a kind of new thing. Hey, we're going to be one of these people who you know, are well-connected with everybody. This goes right back in the tradition uh, of Christian communities to be places of welcome. And what else? Paul talks about the Thessalonian community. And he says, be a place of joy. Joy is health-giving. I've believed that uh, all through my life and uh, in my ministry. I've believed that there should be a lot of fun in uh, ministry. I was saying this to one of my colleagues at, uh, in the chaplaincy at Edinburgh's this week that uh, this was an important philosophy for me, uh, the philosophy of fun. And he said, obviously you've not been an Anglican vicar, have you? Uh, but I'm sure it's nothing to do with any uh, particular denomination. Uh, I think there's fun everywhere. Uh, and uh, to be joyful is health-giving. But that means finding out the things to be joyful about. And there are always great things to be joyful about. And that will bring health. And Paul also says, be prayerful to the Thessalonians. Uh, and that brings health. That's why we have opportunities to pray at the end of services. We have opportunities to pray in our small groups. Uh, we have prayer partners. We have ways in which 
people are made healthy through prayer. And uh, again, back to this slide, just a sense of what prayer does. Now, the expectation sometimes with prayer uh, is that every prayer will bring instant release and relief and everything physical will be dealt with and emotional will be dealt with. And we know that in the New Testament itself that didn't happen in every case. And we know in the story of many people's lives uh, that that doesn't always happen in that dramatic way. I've seen dramatic physical healings. Uh, I've been had some involvement. But many other people, when we pray, it's not a dramatic, immediate physical healing. But there is... The sense of God's presence, the sense of what he is doing when we pray uh, together and sometimes over a long period of time, Uh, but never something that is against medicine. These things come together, God's gifts through medicine, God's gifts uh, through prayer as we pray for one another. Let's be that community of prayer as well as a joyful community and also, says Paul, a thankful community. Uh, the gospel reading talks about how uh, the doctors had apparently failed. And uh, if it hadn't been for the lectionary reading, I would have been a little bit reluctant to choose this with the doctors that are among us. Um, but I did take some comfort from the fact that this particular incident uh, is there in Luke's gospel. It's in Matthew, Mark, and in Luke. So Luke, as a doctor, uh, was still saying... Actually, in this case, for whatever reason, uh, the doctors didn't succeed. I'm sure if you had interviewed Luke, he would have probably had some very good reasons why those particular doctors didn't do a very good job. Uh, But what we do find, I think, as we read this gospel passage, as we read the Thessalonians passage, is that there is something that is really big about this topic of healing. It is not confined in any way. And it's summed up so powerfully uh, in the words that Paul speaks when he says uh, that he prays that they may be whole in body and in mind and in spirit. I just want to read this particularly to you because it struck me so powerfully. Uh, He says this, May God, the God of peace, be in your lives by the Spirit, And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept. And that's the vision for us, that all that we are and all our relationships may be kept whole and wholesome. And then Paul says, he who calls you is faithful and he will do it. There's many things that God wants to do uh, in this church, in the community of Camborne, in the future as he has done in the past. And what I want to affirm today, and I'm sure we all affirm, is that it's not our work, it is God's work. And so let us pray that that work will continue. And let us pray, as Paul prays at the end of his letter, that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in all of this will be with us all. Amen.